Hello and welcome to the Up North Halo podcast. I am the host, Nicholas Agdorf, and it's been a while since I've uploaded. I definitely need to get one out here, and I'm currently recording this during the uh, final game of the Angels Brewers series. The Angels are up 1-0 via a Jake Lamb home run. But I haven't uploaded since the Yankees series because I've had a few family obligations and those are going to continue through May because May is a very hectic month for me. And after May, then I start going to school until the middle of July. So my episode postings will probably be cut back for a little while. I won't be able to find as much time to record and edit and post, especially doing this by myself. It's a little bit overwhelming, but I will try and post when I can. I'll try and keep up to date as much as I can, but it's going to be tough over the next little while. So probably no Sunday episode this week, but I will try and get one for Thursday this week. So I haven't uploaded since the end of the Yankees series, which the Angels end up losing two out of three. But this Royal series and the A's series were a nice change of pace. They took five out of seven going five and two. So winning the homestand, which is good, could have realistically gone seven and zero. It's a couple bullpen blowups away. And yeah, that was pretty tough. But the Angels ended up winning their homestand. I'll start with this Royal series. This first game wasn't too crazy. It was just Shohei Otani dominates and a two-run home run from Chad Wallach. And Quijada gets the save. But Shohei Otani goes and Shohei Otani's. He went seven innings pitched, two hits, 11 Ks, and allows two walks. Just dominant stuff from the MVP to be Mr. Shohei Otani, who has an insane ERA on the year of 185. Like, he was sub one for a while. Like, through six starts, he had a sub one. But this is, or he had a sub two still. That's unbelievable. He's only allowed seven runs the whole year, which is incredible. But love to see Shohei doing Shohei things. Good stuff for him. And then we move on to the Saturday game against the Royals, which was honestly quite depressing. I ended up watching the last eighth and ninth inning, which was a horrible mistake. I was out uh, doing some birthday stuff with family and stuff like that, but I managed to sneak away for the eighth and ninth inning. And that was a horrible mistake because I got my hopes up in the eighth inning when uh, we saw Matt Theis hit a two-run home run to take the lead. And then I watched Quijada just absolutely implode in the ninth. He went 0.2 innings pitched, allowed two hits, five earned runs, no strikeouts, and two walks, and he hit a batter to bring in a run. Just an absolute blow up. And of course, about 10 minutes before he did that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up Quijada for my fantasy team. And as we'll talk about in a minute, he is on the IL now. So that's even better stuff. Love to see that. But yeah, so this was a terrible game. Uh, Tyler Anderson started this game. He pitched decently for the first three innings and then kind of started to fall apart. He made it five and one-thirds innings, and he allowed six runs, five of them earned, seven hits, 
and he only had one strikeout, which was a little bit interesting, but yeah, he's still kind of figuring it out. His next start was significantly better, which we'll talk about in the A series. But yeah, the bullpen came in and did pretty good until Quijada came in and blew it. That would because Wentz came in, Moore came in, and neither one of them allowed a run, each of them allowing a hit. Yeah, but then Quijada just kind of shat the bed, and that was that was that, and the Angels couldn't come back. And in game two, this was Reed Detmer's start, and he looked pretty solid. He went five and two-thirds innings pitched, allowed seven hits, which was a little high, but only allowed two earned runs, had six Ks, and one walk. He did allow two home runs, but again, that's two mistake pitches. You can work on that, but still a decent start for Reed, and that was a good bounce back game for him and the story of this game was the back to back home back to back to back home runs by taylor ward mike trout and shohei otani that really gave them the lead and they never looked back carlos estevez ended up with the save as well it was a little bit closer than i would have liked the angels kind of allowed a couple runs in the a run in the seventh and that kind of brought it to a one-run game but that was All the run support that they would need, they scored four, and four was enough to win. So we will take those as we get them, and that would win the series for the Angels. Now we move on to probably my least favorite game of the year, and this was the Monday night game against the Athletics, which I unfortunately stayed up an hour past when I wanted to go to bed and watch this absolute implosion. So love to see that. That was very good. Yeah, they were down very badly very early by the third inning it was seven to two and at that point I was like ah whatever I'm I might shut this game off I might just you know watch something else and go to bed afterwards right like this game's over but I had that weird feeling in the back of my head like eh, you never know so I kept watching and until the sixth inning there was a five run inning that was Pretty impressive. Rendon doubles and scores Otani and Trout. Then Wallach hits a single and Anthony Rendon scores. Then Neto hits the most clutch hit of his career at the time. And Chad Wallach advances. Renjifo scores. Drury scores. And the Angels clawed their way back. And this, this was a Jose Suarez start. And... He did not look good at all. This was supposed to be his bounce back game. And this was at the point where Angels fans are starting to say, hey, get him out of the rotation. I think El Demente is getting El Demoted. So this is fortunate. Actually, funnily enough, today is Suarez's start. And so far, he's been okay. I haven't seen my phone been blowing up with runs that the Brewers are scoring. So that's good. But... He went five innings, allowed eight hits, seven earned runs, five Ks, and two walks, and five home runs allowed. That is, I think, the third time in Angels history that that has happened, that a starter allowed five home runs in a game. I don't remember off the top of my head who the other two are, but I think they were a little bit before my time, but that is incredible that the angels picked up suarez and came back and battled and ended up with the lead at some point in this game in the seventh and then in the ninth it's a one-run game 
and unfortunately, Tony Kemp hits an RBI, and that, or sorry, Brent Rooker walks in a run in the ninth, and then in the top of the tenth, the Angels just completely implode and allow three runs, and now it's you're down three going into the bottom of the tenth, and Brandon Drury hits a two-run shot, and that would be it. They couldn't really scratch back after that. It was a very badly pitched game. Suarez was tipping his pitches for the first four innings. He had a gap between where his hand position was. And yet again, pitching coach Mike Trout spots this from center field that our pitching coach doesn't see from the dugout somehow. And he fixes it for the fourth and the fifth. And he looks decent. I think that was part of why he was struggling. And he's so far looked good today. I haven't had, yeah, 20 minutes ago, Jake Lamb hit the solo home run, and that was in the second inning. Right now, we're currently in the, what inning is it? The top of the third, and Shohei Otani just hit a home run. So it's 2 nothing Angels. Perfect. I just got that notification. Love to see that. I'm not watching the game right now, so I'm just kind of using my uh, baseball app that I use. But... Yeah, so that was good to see. <laughs> good to see him continue to start well, at least today. But yeah, that game on Monday was pretty brutal. And moving on to game three, or game two, sorry. And that was Griffin Canning, who looked pretty solid. I really was happy with his start here. Five innings pitched, four hits, three runs, seven Ks, and only two walks. Very good game for him. I think he has passed Suarez in the rotation. I would love to see Silseth up. That is something I need to see more of. His velocity was up when he got called up, and he pitched in, I believe, the next game, so I'll talk about him later. But Aaron Loop came in after Canning, did decent, didn't allow a run. And actually, the whole bullpen this game did not allow a run after Canning. Moore and Estevez came in and closed it down. So that was a really well-pitched game, only allowing the three runs. And the Angels scored five runs via a Brandon Drury triple in the first. That scored Rendon and Trout. Renjifo hit a single that scored our boy Brandon Drury. And Gio Rochella hits a single that would score Renjifo. And in the bottom of the sixth, we have Taylor Ward, who... Scores Gio Urshela, and that would be it for the run scoring. But yeah, that was pretty much it for that game. There wasn't too much. It was a nice, smooth win. No adversity whatsoever. It was just get the lead, hold it, and good night, pretty much. So that was a nice change of pace from the roller coaster of emotions after that game on Monday. Oh yeah, I didn't even mention this. In that game, Taylor Ward robs a grand slam and it's all for naught because the bullpen blows up in the next inning. I can't believe that we aren't talking about that amazing play. And nope, it's it's so behind me now that we just lost the game. But it doesn't matter how good you play if you lose the game. And Taylor Ward definitely did his part with the glove, for sure. Off of, like, Shea Langoliers just hits this ball right into the corner and... That fan who almost caught that ball probably would have been killed if he caught that ball (laughs) instead of Taylor Ward. That guy might not have made it out of the building, which uh, obviously I'm not promoting that. But still, 
that that guy was not going to have a good day. He was going to get killed on social media. Anyways, moving on. This next game to game three, that was the Patrick Sandoval start, and the Angels just routed the A's. This was the game that we were looking forward to. Sandoval goes seven innings, probably could have gone more. He had six hits, three runs, two of them earned, and five Ks. Really good stuff. And only allowing a run every other inning, which is funny. But yeah, Brent Rooker continues to kill the Angels because apparently he is God. And in the bottom of the second, the Angels just poured it on. And Drury has an RBI scoring Rendon. Matt Theis hits a big double that scores Drury and Renfro. Neto hits another double. He's been getting a lot of extra base hits over this past week and a bit. So really good to see Neto coming around. He started in the leadoff spot in a couple of these Brewers games. So that's good to see. I think Ward needs to be put into the four spot and move Neto or even Ren- Rendon into the leadoff spot. Some One of the two need to be in that leadoff spot because Ward is just not cutting it right now. I need him in an RBI position so he can kind of have the pressure taken off of him because he's not an on-base guy. He swings early, and he's been getting into really bad counts, and it's been hindering his ability to get on base and get quality hits. But anyways, that's a little bit later in the show. I'll talk more on that. But after that, Shohei Otani gets an RBI ground out. That would score Neto, and that would pretty much start the lead. And then after that, the Angels just never look back. In the third run... Renfro hits another home run. He's been on fire. Brandon Drury, who has had the best week of his career, I think, hits another two RBI home run. And Trout scores on an error in the sixth. Otani hits an RBI single and an error scores Trout. And then after that, we have Otani scoring a two-run RBI, and that would be the icing on the cake. That would make it the 11 runs. So... Very good win. No, never a doubt. Silseth came in and shut the door. He went two innings, which was really nice. And he obviously got called up. And his velocity was up, which was nice. So that was a good game for him. He had two innings pitched, which was solid. And he ended up getting the save as well. Well, quote-unquote save. But he shut the door. He had two Ks and two walks, no hits. And just an all-around solid game for Silseth. And I kind of I don't mind that role for him, but I would love to see him starting more than coming out of the bullpen. But it is what it is. We'll probably see more of him depending on how Suarez finishes this game. It's still early yet. It's only the third inning. But in this next game, we have the Angels versus uh, Shohei Otani almost because Otani didn't have a great start here. Very rare that he has a bad game, but he went six innings pitched still, allowed three hits, five earned runs, eight Ks, and two walks. Very uncharacteristic game for him, but the Angels battled back. They actually had a 5 nothing lead in the third, and then he had a bad fourth inning. Like This whole game, for the first three innings, it looked like Otani was going to go seven, eight innings. He was just going to dominate, and then he just hit a roadblock really but the angels picked him up and there was a lot of runs after in that third inning like i said there was 
Shohei Otani doubling to left and scoring Ward and Wallach. Then you had Renfro hitting a sacrifice fly that would score Ward. And Brandon Drury hits a home run that would score Rendon and Trout. So Rendon, I mean, Rendon's scoring a lot of runs. He's getting on base. I still see absolutely no reason why he shouldn't be leading off. Like, I don't see a world where putting him in the four spot is better than him at the leadoff because he gets on base and we don't call him Tony Two Bags for nothing because if he hits a double, he's in scoring position for Trout, Otani, Renfro, Ward. Like, how many better bats do you need to score runs like that? He adds more value as the leadoff guy than he does as the cleanup guy because he's not going to be the guy that's a home run threat. Renfro, Ward, Drury, those guys are power threats and you want them up. Gio Urshela even. And that is what you want. You want power in the middle, on base early, and your best guy in three and two. Like, please make some sort of change. Even Neto there, like Neto, Rendon, Trout, Otani is probably better than, actually, you know, you might want to put Neto at nine, be a secondary leadoff guy if that's the case, or whatever you want to do with that. I would, I'm still advocating for Rendon at the leadoff spot. That is a hill I am willing to die on, is put him in the leadoff spot. And speaking of Rendon, in the sixth inning, he scores an RBI double, shocker, that scores Mr. Shohei Otani, and that is the eighth run that the Angels would need, and that would be all she wrote for the game. The, the A's actually made it close in the top of the eighth. They brought it to within a run, but nothing happened with it. At, at the end, it was an 8-7 to seven win. Kihata allowed another two runs, which one of them was earned. He allowed three hits, but other than that, the bullpen allowed one hit combined, and that was Estevez in the ninth inning. But that was a great game for the bullpen. And Kihata, of course, as soon as I pick up the guy for fantasy, the dude just decides to lay an egg. Like, completely just bottle every opportunity, which is unfortunate. But now he's on the IL, which is... Not good. He had been one of our better pitchers until then out of the pen, and now he's injured. So he went from one of our best to one of our worst to injured in the span of like a week. So just to go goes to show how standardized Angels baseball is because that is a typical week. So now we move on to this Milwaukee series after the homestand. Again, going 5-2. and two. Could have very realistically won all seven games of that series. But going into that, I am happy with five and two. I would have loved six and one. But this Angels game here versus the Brewers was just the offense decide to lay an egg. So Gio Rochella hits a, hits a single that would score Anthony Rendon, and that is all the offense you would get for the whole game. Fantastic stuff, right? You know, one run. And it's not like they got lit up and the Brewers just killed them. And it was only a 2-1 game, which is really unfortunate. But that was all the run support that they would need. Tyler Anderson had his best start of the year. Six and two-thirds innings pitched. Five hits, one earned run, seven Ks. He did have three walks and allowed a home run. 
but still by far his best game as an angel. And Aaron Loop would go one and a thirds innings and he allowed three hits, one earned run and had one strikeout. And that is all that like the bullpen didn't have much of a factor because, you know, the offense just decided to take a nap, which is unfortunate. Like you had Neto who had two hits Urshela who went three for four. But other than that, nothing, just lots of zeros and offers. It was a, Tough game to watch. But yeah, tough, tough, tough game. And this was... This game here on Saturday was really unfortunate. Trout just does typical Trout things. Has a sacrifice fly that scores Gio Urshela. Then hits a home run that would score Zach Neto. And has another home run that would score Matt Dice. And that's five runs via Mike Trout alone. And the Angels lose 7-5. to five. So, lovely uh, Tungsten Armo Doyle game, typical fashion. And the weird thing is, is Corbin Burns didn't even pitch that great. He pitched decent, but he went six innings pitched, allowed five hits, which is kind of surprising. Only one earned run, which is the sack fly from Trout in the fifth inning. And he had 5K, so it's not like he was just dialing it back and just dominating everybody in this game. But yeah, he ended up pitching only 80-something, 91 pitches, I believe. So it's not like he, his pitch count was pretty high for only going six. So that was a tough game, but Reed Detmers really struggled this game. He went four and a thirds, allowed four hits, seven runs, four of them earned, six Ks, and three walks. So it was a tough game for Detmers. But the bullpen came in and shut it down. Unfortunately, the bats couldn't pick him up too much. Wanson Berea came in, and Berea ended up going three innings without allowing a hit, which is very impressive. He had five Ks and a walk. So that was good for Berea, who just shut it down. After Wentz got him out of the fifth, he allowed a hit and got a, and a walk, and then that was it. But very interesting game, and I may as well cover what's gone on today. I'm as I'm recording this, it's the top of the fourth inning. Uh, Colin Ray, who is on the mound for the Brewers, is three inning, three and a thirds innings pitched, three hits, two earned runs, seven Ks already, which is not good. And Matt Thice is at the dish. He's also allowed one walk. I missed that one. And on the stat line for Mr. Jose Suarez, he's gone three innings pitched, one hit, five Ks, three walks. And that's very, that's very solid considering what he's been doing. He's been struggling the third time through the order. So we will wait and see. I'd imagine he's getting pretty close to that third time through. So keep your eye out for this one. But that is definitely a positive sign that Suarez is, I don't want to say he's figured it out and he'll be fine, but he's definitely pitched better. So that is a very positive sign. I'm going to, after I record this and do a little bit of editing, I'm going to be watching the rest of this game. So hopefully praying for an Angels win that they don't get swept. But that's really a big game. If they, if they get swept here, that is very, very bad. Because then tomorrow, or sorry, the day after tomorrow, they play the Cardinals. And that is Griffin Canning versus Steven Matz. That's a very winnable game. 
And Wednesday, which is May 3rd, the Angels are still playing the Cardinals at 4.45. So these games are a little bit different. And on Thursday, the getaway game is at 10.15. And yeah, that is the only game that has starters announced is the Tuesday game. I will double check that as I'm recording now, but I only see Canning's name on the on the expected starters. So that is all. Oh, Otani is the expected starter for the second game. And okay, that is, oh, Sandoval is the expected. I'm seeing two different things. So on the MLB app, it is Sandoval tomorrow on, sorry, on Tuesday, Otani on Wednesday, and on Thursday, it's Griffin Canning. So I'm pretty sure what we're going to see is probably Sandoval, Otani, Canning. That would make more sense. But that is all I've got for the preview. I expect that the Angels can win two out of three here. I mean, I'm still waiting. I do want to go on a little bit of a rant here because I have seen a lot of people going back and forth. They're only 500. If they can go 500 through May, I think they'll be in okay shape. As long as they can win this game against the Brewers, which they're currently in a position to do so. Go 500-ish through May, even if you're a game below or a game above. Just hover around there. May is a tough month, and they have really no off series. There's not an easy team in the bunch. But to this point, the Angels haven't played a first-place team, and they've only really faced one ace. So when you think about that and they're only 500, that's a little bit concerning for how this season might play out. But yeah, the teams that they played, they played Oakland, Seattle, Toronto, Washington, Boston, New York, Kansas City, Oakland, and now Milwaukee. None of those teams are in first place. Milwaukee was in first place for a little while. New York's probably going to be first place in that division. But other than that, they haven't, they've really only faced one ace, which is, or two, sorry, they faced Castillo as well. And of course, they lost both of those games. But that is very concerning that they haven't done that. And they haven't even played Houston yet. And they haven't played Texas yet, which they will over the next week and a half. So I'm holding my reservations for this team until after that Houston series. Because we play St. Louis, Texas for three, and then Houston for three. So that is, And then after that, they have another off day. They have an off day on May 1st, which is tomorrow. But after that Houston series, we will have a better view of where this team is. If they go out and lose four or five out of six against Texas and Houston, this team has a huge issue. If they go 500, if they take two or three from Houston and one of three from Texas or vice versa, then there's and they look good in those games. They don't get absolutely shelled. They might be in okay shape because I think with how the schedule looks like it lines up, it looks like Texas, we're going to have a bit of a tough series because that's when you get the bottom three of the six. And it looks like we're going to have the top three or maybe six, one, two in this te- uh, Houston series, not Texas. Then that'll be an interesting benchmark to see because you'll have your best and potentially their best up. So that'll be an interesting series. Then they go after the off day to Cleveland. Then they play Baltimore for four, Minnesota for three. Boston at home for three, Miami for three at home, and then they finish up the month in Chicago against the White Sox for three. So really the only 
quote-unquote easy team is Boston and maybe Miami. But that's still not an easy trip, especially when you have... They're actually at home from Minnesota to Miami, which is the 19th to the 28th. So that's a long homestand. Hopefully they can win at least two series out of that. I would be very happy with that. And this whole month, going 500, as long as they look good in the games against tough opponents like the Houstons, the Seattles, the Clevelands, I think they can still manage through this because after that, June is a substantially easier month. So we actually have the freeway series in that month. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, that is my thoughts on that month. I'm not too concerned with if they're right at 500, but if they're substantially below and they get absolutely rocked by these good teams, then I'm going to be very concerned. But yeah, wait until they play Houston and Texas. After that, then I'll make my judgments. But That is all I've got for today. I hope you have a fantastic day. Enjoy the Angels game versus the Brewers. Hopefully they win. And I will talk to you all on Thursday probably. And that is all I've got for today. Subscribe subscribe where you can. Follow me at UpNorthHalo on Instagram and Twitter. And at EggyNicky on Instagram if you want to follow my personal account. And leave a review. And I will talk to you later. And see you later. Go Halos.